Yo, what's up? This is Mikey Dab, and welcome to The Hype Report. Each week, we recap the biggest stories from Hypebeast directly from the minds of the editorial team. I'm here to connect the dots. Let's get into this week's show. My name is Jake. I'm an editor here at Hypebeast, and this week on The Hype Report, we're talking about Paris Fashion Week Fall Winter 2020. It was a big week for you. It's a big week for us. It's a big week for everyone. Uh, the menswear shows are extremely newsworthy right now, which is kind of interesting when you think about where we were maybe even like five years ago, especially mm. a decade ago. Now all anyone can ever really talk about is the menswear shows, which is pretty interesting. Uh, I did get a chance to breeze over a lot of the stuff. <sighs> a lot of surprises. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. For me personally. Uh. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think there were some interesting, definitely some interesting collections and some that I was pleasantly surprised by, maybe not so surprised by another case. Let's talk about one that I think was particularly interesting. You mentioned Kiko Kostadinov mm-hmm. and you mentioned the shoes or what drew you in. Yeah, well, well I'm always a sneaker guy first over everything. So I, sure. I immediately am drawn to whatever Kiko does footwear wise with Asics. Right. And it kind of lured me to the, the aesthetic of the upper as well. So, sure. I mean, I, I was drawn. I'm not going to say like I was like enthralled, like, oh, this is the best line I've ever seen. But compared to recent stuff that he's done, I did like this a lot more. Sure. And I think, yeah, absolutely. I was going to mention that as well. I think a lot of people get into his clothes in particular through his footwear. If you haven't been able to get into his clothing, it's not very accessible. Hmm. He He's intentionally pretty progressive with his designs. Yes. And I think this collection was one of his most accessible he's ever done. The color palette was a lot more muted. The shapes were a lot more familiar. It wasn't as out there as Spring 20, which was like these crazy patterns and colors. It was pretty versatile. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm sure the women's wear will take a different tact because he has a different team of uh, uh, designers and directors for that. But that was pretty interesting for me was seeing that it was in line with everyone's taste right now, which is the suiting tailoring movement. Mm-hmm. But it, it was very much Kiko. He has a very distinctive yeah, stamp. It, it was... <laughs> Uh, not tactical, but very, very expressive. Sure. I'll definitely say expressive because it wasn't just your, like you said, your typical styling where it's like, no, single breast, double breast. No, it was, right. it was like, there's straps everywhere. Asymmetrical yeah. things flying all over the place. I was like, oh, okay, I can deal with this. Yeah. And he, he does a lot of work with tactical fabrics, Laura Piana fabrics, really interesting textiles. And the way that he used inserts in the collection kind of break up the color palette is mm-hmm. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I was, so I was surprised by that. I was also interestingly uh, surprised by Heron Preston's collection. I huh. very much in line with his taste. But the thing is, last season he went he went for more of a tailoring look. It was more on trend. It was more contemporary. Whereas the new ones, like right back in his comfort zone. It's all workwear. Mm-hmm. And what I thought was most interesting about it was it was a lot of stuff that he's done with brands like Levi's, like Carhartt. But it's all his own. It, it, he did do a collaboration with Caterpillar, Cat, mm-hmm. the the workwear brand. Yep. 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 But it was all in his own sort of flavor. There was a lot of androgyny. There was a lot more uh, femininity added to the more masculine workwear stuff, which I thought was kind of a nice way to put his own uh, his own spin yeah, yeah. on the staples. I always appreciate the price points when, like, when yeah. they do collabs like that. I'm like, hmm, okay, so a $25 pair of boots or a $16 t-shirt is now 350 Nice. I mean, you know, that's the nature of the game. You put ah. a name on it and that's the label. But I mean, Ugh. for what it is, I mean, especially one thing I like about the Fashion Weeks is we don't take price into consideration. At all. I'm not buying the entire collection. It's like concept cars. Right. I mean, this is clothing that is ready to wear. It will be in stores. You will be able to buy it pretty much directly off the runway once it hits the stores. But from where I'm sitting, because I'm not personally buying a full collection, I'm not, I'm not at that point where I can buy every single look from any one designer. I'd like to look at it like you look at an art show. It's an exhibition. You're looking at uh, 
garments from a neutral objective standpoint and come to some sort of conclusion about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. It's uh, similarly, I want to carry that over to the uh, the other brand that I thought was a little more interesting that I was a little surprised by, which was Off White. Mm. Uh, which I think we could go on. We can go on and on and oh, on. Absolutely, there's lots of, lots to dig into there. But my main takeaway and the one thing I want to sort of center the conversation around is the tailoring. Because this was such a big deal one, maybe even two seasons ago with menswear, it's interesting to see how it's not only still happening, but it's really become like laser focused, like everyone is doing tailoring with their own personality informing it. Mm -hmm. So with Off-White, that meant suits with like cutouts. So do you think this is going to be in line with the women's wear season? A a trend for all, let's say, streetwear to start evolving into a more tailored fitted look i mean we're seeing it somewhat now but what do you think spring 2021 is going to look like i think we're going to see a lot more of what we're seeing now i think we're going to see a lot more personality added to it i think it's going to start really diversifying the looks they all like if you look at last season for instance there was a lot of people doing suits yeah Givenchy, you had dior and there was a lot of suits with a twist and now it's more of a twist. It still suits, but there's a lot more personality coming through. And I think we're going to see that evolution where people are channeling that streetwear accessibility. It's a lot more wearable. It's a lot more friendly for youthful people who aren't, you know, super wealthy and trying to style stuff for their business jobs, their corporate jobs. But we're going to see a lot more clothing that's wearable with these elements of tailoring, like pleated pants, you know, blazers, shirting. I think it's all going to translate more into streetwear, but there's going to be a middle ground. Okay. I think we're just moving towards that middle ground. That sounds pretty fair. It's a fair assessment. I guess. I mean, what do I know? Huh. I feel like you you would know. <laughs> Personally, I mean, I, th- I had a couple favorite shows so far this season. Obviously, it's still going. We still have New York Fashion Week in the future and, you know, more more to come. But for me, I was really, really pleased with a couple shows in particular. I'm always super glad to see what Yoji's doing. I love his shows. I don't know if you caught the latest collection. I did not. It was a lot of his signature touches monochrome palette big big cuts you're familiar with like the yoji super mm-hmm. oversized cut i mean it was all there but the layering and the way it was styled was really dramatic i'm gonna, I'm gonna cover is, is this the, the ragamuffin you're, you're referring to the ragamuffin yeah that, that's what we're talking about right now yeah i did get a chance to look at that now, now that you're uh, you're telling me the style that i've read so many articles it's ridiculous uh so yeah honestly <laughs> like i'm not a big fan of that until sure. i started looking at the way he layered right the layering i think just completed that entire look off sure like a steamboat Steamboat Willie from like Mickey back in the <laughs> day. Like, sweep, sure, like, yeah. Exactly what I think of, but then like the way it, it was very well done. Right. The dress up was very nice. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I now think you're I right. No, <laughs> that's actually a great point that I wanted to point out. Was like I think that's a lot of criticism levied at you know Comb and 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 Yoji and people who wear those brands, maybe even brands like Rick Owens, the avant garde brands, mm-hmm. is they look quote unquote homeless or bummy or what you know yeah. whatever synonym adjective you want to put in there. And I think this Yoji collection kind of leaned into that intentionally because usually if, if you've seen Yoji a lot, you realize how graceful it is and it's all very intentional. There's one look in particular in the latest collection where it's just a suit with uh, his reworked Converse hmm. and it was a classic Yoji. It was simple. It was clean. The proportions were classic Yoji, but it wasn't in line with the rest of the season being over the top styled. It was just in between to let yeah. you know like this is... You can do a clean look. Yeah. This is not, it doesn't have to be styling. The styling was over the top and I feel like it really embraced that sort of negative. I liked it. Criticism. Yeah. I'm not like, and it's fun to look at. I typically don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like, look at the hat. Oh, this is kind of clean. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to wear the the baker's hats. Yeah, of course not. But yeah, I mean, I think the whole look together is really, really pleasing to look at. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Agreed. hundred percent. And the last show I want to mention site real quickly is Head Maynard, who I'm super, super, super excited about. 
he's been just plugging away for season after season, almost in like complete uh, like ignorance of the of the mainstream fashion industry. But he's the first Israeli designer to get a nod from the LVMH. He won the, essentially the runner-up prize, which mm-hmm. they called the pre-Kara Lagerfeld last year. Yeah, yeah, he He got a nod from them last year. And so he's got some money from them. He's got some tutoring from them. But when he put out his collection this season, the Fall Winter 20 collection, it was just everything that he's done, but bigger. Mm. These gorgeous silhouettes, everything was super flowy and loose and relaxed. Everything was cropped so it didn't you know, bump into the shoes too much, but the jackets were going down below the arms. It was really graceful and elegant. I'm sure, again, you look at it and you think, yeah, homelessness. Like, oh, once again, <laughs> there's that criticism that comes up. But especially if you've seen where he's come from, where like there's, it was, he's been doing the big suits since, you know, 2016 at least. Yeah, yeah. To see now he's going completely into like the nomadic, like Bedouin kind of ter- territory. It's really exciting. And I, I loved that in between, you know, your your Givenchy and your Valentino and your Fendi shows, you also have this like really organic, a completely different as well, completely different look. I mean, the shoe—if you saw the shoes—they were like leather slippers hmm. that reached up to like the ankle. It was like leather slipper boots. Hmm. It was crazy. Hmm. But I mean, that's classic. Take a look at this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's out of left field for what you consider Paris Fashion Week territory for sure. I mean, it's not obvious luxury yeah yeah it's not an obvious status symbol but it's garments and it's clothes for people who like go crazy for textile and for silhouette i think that's the goal of paris fashion week also or any fashion week is to get you thinking like out of the box and not just following trend what everybody else is doing so it's good like i I appreciate shows like that like we can go back to the ragamuffin look like i was not expecting that at all after seeing all these tailored kind of suit kind of aspects and i was like oh this is this is almost tailored too but it's not right so subversive i i like that it's not just the same thing across the board so that's cool i think that's important to keep in mind is you know there's a lot of shows during paris fashion week not every website covers every single show it's important to go in there and dig out the ones that really excite you because there could be something in between like the headlining you know householding in between like the Prada and the Kenzo and whatever you can find other shows from smaller brands that might excite you in ways that you didn't you didn't realize because you didn't know they existed. I mean, look at the Kiko's a perfect example. Like sure. I wouldn't typically look at his clothing line if yeah. I wasn't looking for the footwear. So of course, yeah. that's just another. And then I was like, oh, let me read some more of these articles. And then I went down the rabbit hole that is Hypebeast fashion. So yeah. I just kept reading articles. So. Yeah. And it's definitely not, you know, what you think of when you think of Hypebeast fashion, either Kiko or Yoji or nope, Headmaker. Not at all. It's not necessarily associated with a brand in that way. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't extend to that. It's not about being a hype piece and that I must have the logo. It's about being a hype piece and that I am obsessed with the details. I'm a, I completely concur. Well, let's go concur with that one. I concur with you. <laughs> uh, always a pleasure. Yes. I'm going to be, uh, we have a couple more days left of this. so We do. Lots more to come. So, so I'll, we'll be, I'll be uh, on the lookout for next week as well. Expect some more Jordans. Always a pleasure. <laughs> All right. For the latest in fashion and style, follow Hypebeast Style on Instagram or go to hypebeast.com forward slash fashion. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Robert Marshall, senior editor, covering mostly footwear and sports, kind of piggybacking off of my man Jake a little bit, focusing a bit on Paris Fashion Week. It's been a busy week even for footwear. We've had a ton of teases, announcements, you know, of official looks here and there, uh, you know, everything from a low-cut Dior Air Jordan 1. <laughs> we had a, you know, a rumored tease of a new G-Dragon Air Force 1. Uh, a leak dropped Air Force One highs for Matthew Williams' Paris Fashion Week show. Um, Jonah Hill teased, you know, officially teases Adidas Originals collab on Instagram. Ronnie Fye's got a new New Balance coming. Nigo's got a Stan Smith. Just Don's got some Air Forces, so it's quite a bit, <laughs> right? It, um, it was a big week. It was a big yeah, week. Yeah, it's a big week. 
the biggest news is around Virgil uh, once again, and he teased two new shoes. Uh, one was a kind of an alternate version of an Air Force One MCA, mm-hmm. uh, but with a black sole and a new Dunk inspired, off-white Dunk inspired lacing system, which is really weird looking. But, you know, the bigger uh, tease was the uh, off-white Air Jordan 5, the 10. Are you excited? I don't know, man. I, I, like, the, I like, there's two, so there's two colors yeah. that I saw. I saw the oh, black yeah. color and I saw the beige color. Yeah, Did I you see, see the beige? I didn't see the beige. So the beige has been floating around. I don't know if it's a sample pair. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be like a secondary color. I mean, because it usually doesn't do two at the same time. So it's right, like, yeah. mm, that might be later on. A few months later, yeah, for sure. Beige color's fire. Yeah, I mean, everybody was wearing, you know, uh, Arthur Carr. Some of the guys were wearing uh, the Jordan 5, the black one. It's mm-hmm. kind of the ghosted out color. So it's yeah. basically the same kind of style from the ghosting uh, from the original 10-pack where it takes what looks to be like the black metallic, like the... You know, pretty much the iconic colorway mm-hmm. Jordan was wearing uh, when he was on the Bulls, and, and so he was playing in these. But it substituted with this like TPE kind of translucent uh, upper. But the weirder part is that it has like these circular cutouts. It weird as hell. Which I have no idea what what the play is on. Although to to be fair, back in September of last year for his Off White Women show that. He was playing a lot with these like circular cutouts and like the apparel and the clothing and the boxes. Yeah, so I, I think maybe there. Yeah, exactly for the the vapor flies, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think there is. Uh, they're probably created around the same time, but they've been teased since like since the the fall of last year. Yeah. So, um, you know, around that time, Virgil kind of dismissed those rumors and you know was like chiming in on people's comments saying that they were fake or. Or not real. Um, Trying to keep his own hype. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, and then here we are, like, t- talking about him as a, a real thing. No release dates, but All-Star Weekend's coming up, uh, and it'll be in Chicago, uh, you know, obviously where Michael Jordan may- became a household name, but also where Virgil is from. So maybe we'll see a release around then. In Chicago only. Yeah. In you, true fashion, <laughs> which know, is... Yeah, it's a, it's a fun play, but I was kind of under your assumption that he was going to be done with like the the 10 pack and this feels like a very much the 10 shoe i i don't know this is all you know for me sometimes i, I might eat to the to the streets as they say so uh, a lot of people that i know in the the reseller field yeah. I'll, I'll leave it like that are already like amped up to be in chicago for all-star yeah. or around the all-star time just to make sure that they are going to get first dibs on those fives yeah so like the the street rumor is that they're in chicago and that's the only place you be able to get them i mean that's rumor that's yeah. not you know anybody official saying that but just as a, a you know a lead-in you know kind of something you guys can anticipate for uh, future episodes nike will be doing some press previewing over the next week or so for all-star weekend so we're going to get like an early look at what they're going to be delivering and releasing around the weekend and probably leading up to it it does seem like they're going to be doing quite a bit you know the just on air force one highs that he uh, that his wife showed on instagram uh seem to be more than likely a, an all-star weekend release mm-hmm. um and I feel like there was something else that I saw that was around All-Star Weekend. Uh, I think people were teasing like a Just On like Air Jordan 2 as well. Like one of the, you know, uh, oh. his quilted style uh, uh, Air Jordan 2. Like that might be one that I missed because I yeah. did not see that. Yeah, there's been a, yeah, there's, it's been a busy week, man. Um, you know, but I guess out of, you know, as I mentioned, all of the ones that I've, that have been seeing over the weekend, I think the Air Jordan 1 low, Dior Air Jordan 1 low, it looks Looks clean, man. The more I see it, the more I like it. But uh, I kind of like the high. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know who's got it, but there's like a, there's a picture floating around. Um, someone just like 
superimposed them on their feet or something. And I was like, damn, they look kind of clean. Yeah. They look kind of clean. It's the color, though. I'm a big gray guy. I like gray. For sure. It's a nice, easy color to wear. There's yeah. black in there. Yeah. Uh, can't go wrong, but you can't go wrong with the price point. Like, right, that's, that's sure. a little steep for anybody. I know I you can't go wrong are. with the price point. I mean, you <laughs> yeah, can't go, you definitely go wrong yeah. with the price point. Yeah, you point. can lose your rent money for sure yeah. for that price point. Here, pick up the rent. Yeah, no, all I got is these shoes, buddy. Beat it. Yes, but uh, again, it's going to be a Seems like a really busy spring. Everybody's uh, got a collab. Uh, there's a lot coming out. Yeah, I think there's a lot to look forward well, to. So what are, you, what are you saying? Out of this past week, the thing that stood out to you the most was the the Jordan 1 low? I I think, yeah, I, I think it's just fun. I like that they're doing two. Like, at least they're doing two variations at Dior's so to get, like, a low and a high. So. What size do you wear, Bob? You wear, what do you wear? <laughs> I mean, for everybody out there, I'm a 10 and a half. So, so we wear the same size. That's number one. <laughs> uh, your, your pick is the Dior low men's 10 and a half is what, what okay all right i see where you're going with this <laughs> i think i don't know i think there's a lot i mean oh, you take the high you take the high right i'd say i would take a high take either one but yeah i mean and then there's also rumors that there's gonna be a neutral gray air what? jordan one that's coming out yeah there's been like some i know i know there's a purple one coming out yeah so there's been like rumors that there's gonna be a you know a throwback 80 you know air jordan one 85 yeah. and like neutral gray which is white which is like a neutral gray swoosh outsole and I think like an ankle collar, like a throat. Like that's kind of it. You don't need those though. Those <laughs> you don't need. You already got your New York to Paris. You've been beating those up. Yeah. You're like, you're good on those. So yeah, still my, I love those shoes, man. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to look forward to, whether it's, you know, some of these like more eccentric stuff uh, or, you know, the Nigos human made uh, Stan Smiths that just have like a perforated heart on the side. It's clean. Nice and, nice and simple. Yeah, for sure. So there's, you know, it's kind of, Flavors for everybody's taste, you know? Kind of need that 1700, not going to lie to you. <laughs> Both colors. Yeah, uh, I mean, just, you know, don't pay your rent for a month. I listen, the 1700s, clean, suede. The, you, the color is fire. Oh, the, yeah, the Ronnie is, yes. Fire. Then he dropped the, the picture of the two colorways. The two colorways, uh, there's like a darker or somewhat darker color, and then there's that like lighter springtime color. Yeah. So it has that like rose, almost like the uh, the Sakura pack that he did with Puma back in the day. Boom. With like that that red toe box, and then it fades to lighter color. Super yeah. dope. So. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie's got a lot cooking up. He also teased like a Godfather collection. It was a lot. Yeah. The yeah. guy has a lot, a lot going on. So mm -hmm. being a lookout, again, we're going to get an early looks you know, next week at what's coming out for All-Star Weekend. So I'm just going to hang out in the office yeah. and wait for things to show up. And for I'll, sure. Okay. So, yeah, so hopefully we'll have some more news on it. Um, but, yeah, just keep it lost to the site. Always a pleasure, Bob. Already. Thanks, guys. For the latest in footwear news, you can check out Hypebeast Kicks on Instagram or go to hypebeast.com forward slash footwear. Yo, what's up? This is Keith Stiller, our editor at Hypebeast. Favorite guy in the building. Oh, thank you, Mikey. What's, uh, what's going on this week in art? All right, so um, a lot of art injections in Paris Fashion Week, which I know you guys just recently just covered. Um, but this time, I want to take our listeners. You want to take our listeners on a I visual I want to take your listeners on a visual art journey. I like this. Uh, through set design um, and furniture design by Virgil Abloh. Okay, okay. Coinciding with uh, Virgil Abloh's Off-White and LV presentation, he also launched a furniture design exhibition at Gallery Creo in Paris. That's dope. Okay. Yes, so it encompassed a 20-piece furniture collection, which showcased uh, Buddhist designs. Buddhist meaning very deconstructed concrete um, very uh, rooted in Russian old architecture, um, just basically bare bones kind of looking aesthetic. Uh, and then he uh, decided to elevate the exteriors of these very uh, bare bones furniture with uh, some graffiti burners. Mm -hmm. 
What do you think about uh, his graffiti work? Uh, it's it's very uh, what's that commercial? It's very commercial graffiti work. If if that makes any sense to listeners, like uh, different types of graffiti, uh, different styles of graffiti, different types of writing in graffiti. Uh, it's very commercial the way that he writes. But I I appreciate it. It's cool. It, it's nice to bridge the gap from one realm into the other, and I like that he does it in such a on such classic work. Yes. So it, it gives me it gives me a very like urban feel to very classic scenes which yeah. i appreciate so what um what do you mean by commercial <sighs> like a like a bubble uh like a bubble uh, letter yeah like yeah. A, like a bubble letter feels commercial to me it's not very angular it's not very sharp i mean aside from doing like the arrows on the off-white that's completely different mm. or like the lv yeah he does very circular motions it's not very sharp or acute when it yes. comes to the styling of the graffiti like that's like I'm not like the big graffiti artist that everybody might think I am right now. That is not the case. But like from things that I've seen around the area in Queens and artwork, especially Queens, shout out Queens, you already know. Um, yeah, there's a lot of graffiti everywhere and there's always yeah. different styles. That's very, that style is very like quick, freehand. Like I got to throw a fill up real quick or I just got to bust yeah, something it does, down. It does seem like a very like in the moment kind yes, of like yes. uh, throwy. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you on that. It's not a bad thing. It's just, you know, it, it adds a different element to it. But I appreciate the the organic nature in which it comes out. It's yes. like, oh, I'm throwing this on here. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Like, but but it's also, it's meant to be visible. It's meant to be legible. Yes. Like, you, you can't be doing these intricate pieces where people are like, does that say off-white? I don't know. Yeah. Like, you, you still it's need almost, it to be. Yeah, it's, it's not, I, I feel like it's not a, like a planned artwork for sure. By far, it's not. Um, but I do feel like it's more of like a decorative element to uh the piece of furniture yeah. like we should not call it like artwork we no. should <laughs> just call it decorative furniture yeah um in my opinion it, it's like um, when he tags up on the the midsole of his shoe with a marker yes yeah with a fat boy just like all right cool yeah like a little fat throwy yeah you know? quick burners very virgil can't get enough of it <laughs> it's 20 pieces just in case you guys don't know um and what is really elaborate uh more so then this exhibition is the stage design he co-created with uh, shout outs to the guys at Play Lab, uh, Creative Studio, formerly based in NYC. They just moved to L.A., but um, it's a five set collective filled with very talented individuals that have done collaborations for installs with Virgil. Um, and they uh, helped him out with this one. And this one is very Truman Show-esque. Yeah. Very Rene Madrid-esque. Mm. There's a lot of... Uh, different uh visual art elements and um sculptural elements in here too uh what do you what do you think about the presentation okay so there there's two different presentations you had the one from the one that you're speaking about and the one with lv yes so the off-white and the lv like the the colors are very indicative of one another i mean coloring as far as the sky blue goes but everything else inside of the off-white show was was dope i like the oversized um scissors i like the oversized spool it was like everything that he uses to create oversized and over accentuated to kind of express himself yeah which i that's dope like i <laughs> that's the one thing i like to take away from these shows if i don't like the clothes at least i can like the background yeah. this just so happens to be one of the situations where i kind of like the clothes and the background <laughs> or yeah. the scenery so i I, uh, I appreciate it and i like the the truman take on that like that oversized overjoyed like dome kind of feeling where you're like oh it's a, you're in a different world but it's yeah. made for you because it's all over it's not a, it's not just like a like a specific location stage design it's like 360 complete kind of like um transformation of the whole space yeah. in paris i think i think it was a well-executed show 
I think so too. Yeah. I really like how uh, it was very playful in the stage design with uh, subtle playfulness in like across like the ensembles that mm. like the models were wearing. I mean, it's the, very, what, very much suiting. Um, but I think like all the accessories kind of like had more of a, a whimsical sort of a correlation to the set design. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I was going to double dutch my way in there and say some whimsical thing. Um, I, I was trying to think is if, if it was the Louis Vuitton show or if it was the off-white show where he had ruffles everywhere. I, I like that he's able to keep a different design direction with both brands also. It's not like you're looking at the same thing, even though it's coming from the same designer, which I can appreciate. Yeah, that's true. And he has his hands in many um, projects. Yeah, yeah. So it's really uh, interesting to see how different all of these are from his furniture design to clothing, to SB Dunk yeah. Oh, yeah. collaboration, to even stage design. Absolutely. So very multifaceted of him, um, as usual. Well, always a pleasure, Keith. Thanks All for right, stopping man. by. Daps on the mic, you are ready? Yes, sir. See you next week. For the latest in art and design news, follow Hypebeast Art on Instagram or go to hypebeast.com forward slash art. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Hype Report. You can find out more about the show and listen to other episodes on hypebeast.com forward slash radio. You can subscribe to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts. Leave a comment and let us know what you think about this week's topics. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Mikey Dab, and that's two Bs. And shout out to the editorial team. I'm Mikey Dab, and thanks for listening to The Hype Report. Any comment, opinion, or suggestion made by any person contained in this episode does not represent Hypebeast in any way, and those genuinely are their individual, personal opinion, and thoughts towards the topic shared. 